I'm Kerry Fink, and welcome to this edition of Kingdom Living Podcast with my good friend, Glenn Reppel. How are you today, Glenn? Fantastic. Fantastic. This is a great time to be speaking the Word of God all over the world. I'm so thankful. You know, it is fascinating to see the hunger that exists for the Word of God in places that maybe heretofore haven't really been picking up on the gospel message in the way that uh, ideally we would all like to see as Christ followers. But we're seeing audiences come in from India, from Pakistan, from uh, Thailand, from all kinds of areas all over the world, uh, let alone what happens you know, to, to viewers that we pull in from Africa or um, Europe or uh, you know, from really all over the country here as well. But it's just fascinating to see, because I almost think, Glenn, it's like there's an awakening of people who are really hungry for the things of God. And you and I were talking just before um, we began the podcast about how important that relationship is with God. And it, it really trumps anything over religion. I can, I can tell you how many people I've met uh, who say um, they really don't like things that are religious. And so uh, the first thing that we as Christ followers think is, well, wow, maybe they're agnostic or they don't, you know, or what what's the situation? But it really is that they had that they maybe got tied up in some kind of religious dogma and through that process miss the really big picture the important part of it which is the love of God and and what Jesus did to bring us uh to kingdom living and that's why these messages Glenn are so important that we talk about yeah yeah and again that's the fraud isn't it <laughs> right that we talk about is that religion is a fraud and, and, and again, we, we've substituted uh, that religion for that relationship through Jesus. And again, as we talk about it, is that we have no agenda here except to further the kingdom of God. This isn't about raising money. Uh, mm -hmm. What we do here through this podcast is we're basically reading the word of God. We read it through different translations. And again, our prayer for those that are watching and listening is that the Holy Spirit will be your guide, your teacher, and that this is not the Carrie and Glenn show. Uh, this is the Holy Spirit. And, and again, I, I just think we have a great message today, too, uh, on, on, the com on complete redemption, on complete redemption. Yeah, you know, as you as you were sharing that that's going to be the, the, the topic we study, I, that's exactly what I was thinking. I thought, you know, um, we just were talking about a, a, a conference I was at uh, participating in very recently, and the discussion was about how many people uh, are missing the opportunity because uh, they think, you know, they said, well, I'm not a church goer, I don't go to a particular church, or they have, uh, or they have these different misconceptions. And what we were talking about is the importance of somebody actually getting out their Bible and reading it for themselves. And that's what I love, Glenn, about what you do in these, in these studies is you help us identify the passages and you walk us through various translations that bring that illumination that is really transformational. And listen, viewer, if you or if you're listening to this as a podcast and this is fairly new for you, um, let me tell you, this is this is literally podcast number 81, and we have uh, a great, great, great uh, series of messages that will really help 
inspire and encourage you and get you on that track. Uh, literally, the last message, Glenn, we did was called Face to Face with the Lord. And these are the things that really highlight relationship uh, versus what maybe in the past we've just called religion. I go to a church, I follow what uh, the the you know what they what they say I'm supposed to do, and that may be a good first step. But really, the reality is get to know the Bible yourself, get to know the Lord yourself, get to know the Holy Spirit, and let Him guide you into kingdom living. Because Glenn, that's really what this is all about: is helping people to reach their purpose. Yes. Carrie, you're so right. That, that is it. If anything, we want to be encouraging people to get in the Word of God. You know, we eat many times three meals a day. Right. Well, how much time are we spending, spending eating uh, on the Word of God? And boy, it just, just totally transforms everything. We're going to be talking about more of that as we, as, as we go into today's teaching. Good, uh, good. It's so, so good. It's such good food it's good food yes. <laughs> well let's 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 go for it <laughs> all right all right well good okay well um yeah what the question here that we want to ask is when is the fullness of time when is the fullness of time and then another question we want to ask is or what is what is full redemption what is full redemption is redemption incomplete waiting for you to die to have full redemption let's just think through that because because there's some of the teaching that's out there what is full did i just get a partial redemption or did i get a full redemption is it complete uh is is redemption incomplete waiting to die so i can have full redemption and so the, and again, every every session we do is we want to put the, the fraud fire extinguisher that we talk about in, in our book. We put the, the fraud fire extinguisher on, on the lies that, that the, the enemy has given us. And that's the spirit of fear that we walk in so much of the time uh, as we have that spirit of fear. And what we want to do is give the spirit, the spirit, be filled with the spirit and have full full redemption in the fullness of time. And we'll be talking, uh, we have the spirit of life. We have the spirit of life with full redemption now in the fullness of time. So we're going to talk about when was the fullness of time. And one of the key scriptures here that we'll end with also today is in 2 Timothy 1.7, and this is the, the Passion Translation. For God will never, look at that, for God will never, never, never give you the spirit of fear. <laughs> but but the Holy Spirit, who is our guide, our comforter, uh, who's the divine uh, nature of God living in us, but the Holy Spirit who gives you mighty power, love, and self-control. That's what the Spirit does. So let's let's go back to our schematic that we, that we talk about uh, in every... Uh, uh, podcasts that we go through, but it's so important that we get this because as as we do the teaching on green line, red line living, as, as we do the, the teaching on the three greatest historical events ever, three greatest historical events ever. And, and again, when you, you think of that, we got to go back and realize uh, God is outside of time. I'm going to be talking about that, is that the first and greatest 
historical event ever was God speaking everything into creation. He created everything, the heavens and the earth. That's a pretty big historical event. And that's what the green line is. That's an eternal line there. That's a forever line. And that's God is forever. His word is forever. And so he created, he created everything. And he created man. He created man, Adam and Eve. And, and in that, he said to Adam and Eve, uh, there's two trees in, in the center of the garden there. We got the tree of life. We got the tree of good and evil, which if you eat from that tree, <clears throat> you'll surely die. And so uh, they listened to the serpent and, and they ate from that tree. And guess what happened? We have death entered in and that we call that the fall. So we have creation is the first greatest historical event. And the second is the fall. We have to realize Carrie, this is what we're born into. This and people listening here, we are born into the kingdom of darkness. And we see it all around us. And so, so that's when, and I love the question, when did sickness start? When did disease start? When did death start? When you eat of that tree of death, you're going to die. And selfishness, and we have all the symptoms of it, which is the guilt, the shame, the pain, condemnation, our inferiority complex. We have an orphan. We have this orphan longing inside of our soul, looking for our father, because we have an earthly father, but we have a heavenly father. And that's that orphan spirit that's inside of us. We have this rejection and this injustice, and we're filled with fear. So these are just some of the symptoms of what the fall has done. And we're born into that. Yet at the same time, and the third and greatest, the greatest historical event is redemption, is redemption. We have been redeemed from the curse, the curse of the fall. But the curse that, that came upon all mankind and we've been recreated through the blood of Jesus Christ, the sacrifice uh, that Jesus came to redeem all mankind, just not Carrie and Glenn. And again, the Bible just opens up. We have the old covenant, but we have this new covenant that came in through the blood of Jesus on the cross. And we have to understand our identity of who we are and who our father really is. And we've been recreated and, and the Holy Spirit has opened up to live inside of us when we're born again. And heaven is open now. We don't have to die to go to heaven. Heaven was open because heaven came to earth through Jesus Christ. Bring your heaven to earth, the kingdom of heaven to earth now was the prayer that Jesus prayed to us. And again, God needed a body to house the spirit in. So we are the human body that tabernacles his spirit to rule and reign here on earth. So the third greatest historical event is the redemption of all mankind. And we receive that, we receive that by trusting and believing and following the Lord Jesus Christ. And what happens is heaven comes to live inside of our body. And we're gonna be teaching on this. And again, these two trees are just so neat because we have the tree of life 
which is a, a tree of love because God is love. And we were made into that image in his likeness of love. And it's love and grace and forgiveness. And so love is patient, kind, uh, truthful, trust, protects, hopes, and perseveres. And we have the fruit that just flows off of that tree of life, that tree of love, which is joy, peace, patience, gentleness, self-control, faithfulness, and goodness. And we have that tree, that joy that is so abounding. Yet at the same time, that's the tree of who I am. And that's the tree that God redeemed us into is to be the I am. He's God. Uh, God said, I am, I am. And that's who we are. We are I am's. And in the back of the book and in the appendix, we have about eight pages of just uh, I am's of who we are and knowing and understanding our identity of who we are. Because what we've done is the, is the tree of death uh, of good and evil is the I am not tree. Because that, that's the tree of, of who we're not in Christ. We've been made in the image and likeness of, of Christ. And so what we see is the kingdom of darkness represents mankind's ignorance, mankind's ignorance of the redeemed identity and innocence. When Jesus came and died and defeated the enemy and rose out of the grave and, 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 and ascended into heaven, uh, the resurrected Christ, uh, he redeemed us. He redeemed us into the, into the innocence of our original state with the Holy Spirit wanting to live and design to live inside the divine nature of God living inside of us. So what we, what we see here, and again, this has become a staple scripture that I think is so important that we get and, and I speak this every, every podcast because it's so deep. And I know we've passed this out uh, to, to the people that go to the website. But this is so important that we just really get and understand Colossians 3, 1 through 4. And again, there's different translations. And again, as Carrie mentioned too, uh, get into the Word of God. Meditate. Wake up early. Uh, get 30 minutes, 45 minutes, an hour, two hours, and you're going to get so filled and start asking questions. You're going to realize the Holy Spirit will guide and direct you here. Now, this scripture is such a core scripture of, of uh, I, I think, of just the teaching, because everything we're teaching is about the revelation of who Jesus is, and that's from Genesis to the book of Revelation. That's what the Bible is all about, and you'll see scriptures that'll be talking about this. So here, here it is. Christ's resurrection, Carrie, Glenn, the people watching, is your resurrection too. Christ rose from the dead to bring us life. His resurrection is my resurrection too. This is why we yearn for all that is from above, for that's where Christ sits enthroned at the place of what? All power, honor, and authority. And he's told us we have that authority. Go make disciples. Yes, yes, feast on all, not just some, all the treasures of the heavenly unseen realm. Feast on all the treasures of the heavenly realm. And again, the unseen created the seen. Life and death is in the power of our tongue, our words. In the unseen, God spoke everything into existence. 
as we understand the unseen and we start seeing with the with the eyes of the spirit and listening with the ears of the spirit we're going to start we'll feast on the treasures of that heavenly realm and fill our thoughts fill your thoughts with look at this heavenly realities the unseen is more real than the natural Ooh, that's a big idea. And, and don't fill your thoughts with the distractions of the natural realm, because that's, that's what happens. We start feasting our ideas on the natural realm and the circumstances and the problems and the issues that we're going through every day. No, we want, we want to fill our thoughts with the heavenly realities, not with the distractions of the natural realm. Now, look at this. My your, your crucifixion with Christ. My crucifixion, because I like to personalize this. My crucifixion with Christ has severed the tie to this life. And now my true life, your true life is hidden away in God, in Christ. And as Christ himself, now this is so important because this is the revelation, as Christ himself is seen for who he really is. That's important. How we seeing Christ for who he really is. Is he the resurrected Christ? Is he the redeemer? Is he the Messiah? Is he our savior? Is, does he love us? As Christ himself is seen for who he really is, who I really am, who you really are, will also be revealed. And that's going to be a key word as we go through the teaching today. Who you really are will be revealed, will be revealed, because that's the key thing, is the revelation will be revealed. For you, I am, Carrie, you are one. We're now one with him in his glory. Because there's that thinking out there that glory happens when I die and go to heaven. No, heaven came to earth to redeem us, to open up heaven so that we could have the glory and the relationship with Christ now through the Holy Spirit, the, the divine nature of God living inside of us now. Oh, we could just stop and just meditate on this scripture, and and that would be so so fulfilling right there. So, yeah, Glenn, I just wanted to uh, yeah to jump in and say, you know, that really is is the point. We've done so many messages along the way where we talk about getting that revelation is so important, and that is really what leads someone into kingdom living is when they get that that thing that we've talked about so many times, heaven is open now. It's not, you know, we keep quoting that scripture. Jesus came and said, I have, uh, I come to give you life and life more abundantly. He didn't say, I come to give you, uh, you know, life. He does say, I give you life eternal, but he's talking about right here, right now, Glenn. Yep. Yep. And we're going to be talking about, because that word revelation is so, so important because yeah. that's, the beginning of Revelation from Genesis all the way to the book of Revelation, and we're going to be answering some questions here. So let's look at this. This is 1 Peter uh, uh, chapter 1, verse 13, and this, uh, this is in the mirror translation. Uh, let's look at this. How amazing is that? Jesus is what the scriptures are all about. Now, how about that? <laughs> and you are what Jesus is all about. We could end right there, couldn't we? 
<laughs> Jesus is what the scriptures are all about. And you are what Jesus is all about. Now, wrap your minds around that. This is unveiling. This unveiling is what tied up all the loose ends that would trip you and frustrate your seamless transition from the old to the new. See, that's that transformed life. See, we can get, we're getting tripped up so many times, but through the unveiling uh, of who Christ is unveils who we are. So here we go. The revelation of Jesus is, look, look this is so good. The revelation of Jesus is no longer a future expectation. This is Peter speaking 2,000 years ago. <laughs> The revelation of Jesus is no longer a future expectation. Do not allow the old mindset of a future tense glory to intoxicate you and distract you from the relevance of this moment. Oh, do not allow the old mindset of the future tense glory to intoxicate you and distract you from the relevance of this moment. Stop pointing to a future Messiah. Jesus is who the prophets pointed to. And look at this now. This is who we, you are the fruit of his sufferings. You are his glorious resurrection generation. Oh, there's so much meat right here. Jesus is who the prophets pointed to. Carrie, you and I and the people listening, we are the fruit of his sufferings. And we are his glorious resurrection generation now. And again, the trumpet is blown. This is the revelation that's coming to us now that we are the revelation. We are the resurrection generation now manifested sons and daughters rule and reigning the earth now in, the, in this body, this redeemed body with a spirit, soul, and body. We're going to be going into that in a few minutes. Fully engage your minds with the consequence of this grace in the revelation of Jesus Christ. He completes your every expectation. Oh, that's powerful. That's so powerful. So let's look at Galatians 4, verses 4 through 7, in the New King James Version, we're going to go through a couple of different versions here. And again, uh, it's important because I use different translations because it's important that the words, and we understand these words, but, and again, as we do this, there's only one translator, and that's the Holy Spirit. And that's why uh, Paul, in his writing in Galatians, I didn't learn this from any man. I learned it from the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit is our teacher. So it's really important. That's why uh, Carrie, when he opened up, just mentioned that you need to get into the Word of God. Uh, yeah, we may be, we're reading the scriptures here. So whatever, and sometimes you may be getting something totally different out of what the scripture is saying here, but it's the Holy Spirit speaking to you. But now look at, so, so the question here was, uh, the the fullness of time. So, and this is Galatians 4, verses 4 through 7. But when the fullness of time had come, so when was the fullness of time? God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to do what? To re redeem those who were under the curse of the law. 
the curse of the, the tree of death, <laughs> the tree of condemnation, to redeem those who were under the law. So we're born into that red line. We're born into that red line. So the fullness of time had come that we might receive what? The adoptions as sons. And because Carrie, you and I and the people are sons, God has sent forth the spirit, the spirit of his son into what? Our hearts crying out, Abba, daddy, father. Therefore, you're no longer a slave into that tree of death, that tree of fear. We're no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, then an heir of God through Christ and everything Christ has for us. So let's look at another version of, of this. And this is in, in the uh, mirror translation. But then the day dawns. So and again, we're dealing with the completeness, the, the fullness of time. But then the day dawn, the most complete culmination of time. And again, we got to understand God, he is the God that was, who is, and is to come. And, and he is outside of time. So time stops when we're in the spirit and we're walking in the spirit. And the culmination of time came in the resurrected Christ, with the crucified Christ, with the Holy Spirit coming to live inside a man. Everything predicted, everything predicted was concluded in Christ. The fullness of time, 2,000 years ago. Time, you know, time is forever. You know, and we, we have uh, the chronos time, which is, is kind of the earthly time. We have the kairos time. And Kairos time is the God time, the spirit time. And when they meet together, they met together in the completion, the culmination of time. The son arrived commissioned by the father. His legal, his legal passport to the planet was his mother's womb. And a human body, look at this, exactly like what? Ours. Well, let's plant that seed there. And a human body exactly like ours. He lived his life subject to the same scrutiny of the law. And what was his mandate? His mandate was to rescue the human race from the regime of the law of performance and announce the revelation of their true sonship in God. Oh, it seems like almost every word here is so powerful. His mandate was to rescue the human race, to redeem from the regime of the law of performance, the law of religion, and announce the revelation of the true sonship in God. To seal our sonship, God has commissioned the spirit, that's the spirit, the spirit of life, the spirit of sonship, to resonate the Abba echo in our hearts, the Father's words in our hearts. And now in our innermost being, we recognize him as our true and very dear father. Oof, we recognize him as our true and very dear father. Can you see how foolish it would be uh, for a son to continue to live his life with a slave mentality? Boy, that makes no sense. Your, our sonship qualifies us to immediately participate. Look at that. And all the wealth of God's inheritance, which is 
ours, which is yours because of Christ. In, in a little footnote, legalism is, is, is it's every disguise contradicts sonship. Sonship is not for sale. So we get to participate in all the riches of the kingdom of God. So let's look at Romans 8, 10 through 11. I want to go through three different uh, translations here because I think it's because I want to drive home an idea here. So now where's Christ? And if Christ is in you, and if Christ is in you, the body is dead because of sin. You know, if you have a dead body, you can't sin. But, but if we have the spirit of life because of righteousness, we've woken up to the tree of righteousness. God restored us, not by anything we did, because he who knew no sin became sin so that we could become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. We've been made righteous through the blood of Jesus Christ. So the spirit is life because of righteousness. But, but if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells where? In us, in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will do what? Will also give life to what? Our mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in us. Is that now or is that later? We need to ask that. We need to wonder that. Okay, let's look at another translation of this. We're going to look at the Passion Translation now. Same, same verse, uh, Romans 8, 10 through 11. Now Christ lives his life where? In me, in you. And even though your body may be dead because of the effects of sin, his life-giving spirit imparts life to you because you're fully accepted by God. Yes, God raised Jesus to life since God's spirit of resurrection lives in you. So let's make sure we get this. The resurrected spirit of God lives where? In me, Carrie, in you, to the people listening. And since God's spirit of resurrection lives in you, <laughs> he will also raise what? Your dying body to life by the same spirit that breathes life into you. Now or later? Is he doing this now? Is this being revealed as Jesus? Is this resurrected spirit of resurrection being, being, being revealed to you now? Or is this something that comes later? Okay, it's really important that we get this. So let's look at one more translation. And this is the, the mirror translation. And again, uh, as, as the Holy Spirit reveals this to you, <laughs> here it is right here. The revelation of Christ in you. <laughs> declares that your body is as good as dead to sin's demands. <laughs> I mean, it's as good I mean, because it can't touch us anymore. We're sinless. The sin has been has dissipated, and we've been made complete. The, the redemption is complete. Revelation of Christ in you declares that your body is as good as dead in sin's demands. Sin cannot find any expression in a corpse. We died with Christ. We're buried with Christ. We rose with Christ and we sit with him now in the heavenly. Heaven is open and we're here on earth. The spirit of God living in the human body, the same body that Jesus had. 
We just have not accepted the total and complete redemption. We have the spirit, we have the soul, and we have the body, a complete redemption. You, you co-died <laughs> together with him. Now think about it. You co-died with him. Yet your spirit is alive because of what righteousness reveals. Jesus revealed the righteousness to us. Our union with Christ further reveals that because the same spirit that awakened the body of Jesus from the dead does what? Inhabits us. We equally, we equally participate in his resurrection. The same act of authority whereby God raised Jesus from the dead. I, this is the word here I wanted to get to. He co-restores your body to life by his indwelling spirit. This is now. This is now. This is what was done 2,000 years ago. It was made complete. He co-restores your, my, Carrie, your, our bodies to life by his indwelling spirit. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Lord, for just allowing his word to be revealed. Now, here's another scripture that is just, oh, this, this is exciting too. Uh, and this is 1 Thessalonians 5.23 in the, in the mirror translation. Uh, they're away from any effort of your own. Discover now, discover now, the God of perfect peace. Who did what? Who fused you skillfully into oneness. We're skillfully formed into the oneness of Christ, the divine nature of God living in us. Just like a craftsman, a master craftsman would dovetail a carpentry joint has personally perfected and sanctified the entire harmony of my, your, carry, everybody's beings without our help, without our help. He did that. He did that through the, crucif the crucifixion, the burial, the resurrection. He did that for us. Now look at some, I just made these bullet points because these are the scriptures here and I just put these in, in bullet points. So he has restored the detailed default settings. I love this. He has restored the, the detailed default settings, which is the tree of death. We have the tree of life now. You were rebooted like you reboot the computer. We've been rebooted now to fully participate in the life of your design before the creation, before the foundation, before the fall, before you were formed by your father. Your father knew your intended, your intended purpose here on earth. To fully participate in the life of your original design. Now look at this. In your spirit, soul, and body. That's complete. That's complete redemption. In blameless innocence. And that's a word that I'm starting to understand. Because we're born innocent. And we've been redeemed back to the innocence. In the immediate presence of our Lord Jesus Christ. This is a now gospel. This is a now word. Who is who was and is to come. And, and we're dealing with something that happened 2,000 years ago, and it is an is now 
gospel revealing Jesus from Genesis to Revelation into the word, into his word now. Oh, that's so powerful. So let's look at 2 Timothy 1.10. He dismantled death. This truth is now <laughs> being unveiled by the word, by the revelation of the anointed Jesus, our life giver, who has dismantled death. That's spiritual death and physical death. We did that in our last teaching. Who has dismantled death, obliterating all its effects on our life and has manifested his immortal life in us by the word of God, the gospel of the truth, the resurrected Christ living inside of us. And let's look at also Hebrews 2, 14 through 15, the freedom from death now. Uh, since all his children, that's us, have flesh and blood, so Jesus became human to fully identify with us. He did this so that, so that he could experience death and annihilate the effects of the intimidating accuser who holds against us the power of death. By embracing death, Jesus sets free those who live their entire lives in bondage in the fear of, to the tormenting dread of death. We've been redeemed. We've been made alive now, spirit, soul, and body now. So here's, uh, I, I just love this. And this is something that in, in taking communion on a daily basis, I just love this scripture here. And, and again, we have to relate to this. This is Jesus now speaking. He's standing there speaking. In so many of the scriptures, uh, they start with these words, I speak to you living truth. Uh, mm -hmm. And words along that same line, I speak to you living truth, not death truth. I speak to you living truth. He's standing there. Unite your heart to me and believe. And what will happen? You'll experience eternal life now. Now. You'll experience life abundantly, as Carrie talked about in the beginning. And here's what he says. He's saying this to them. He's speaking this to them. I am the true bread of life. Hmm. <laughs> That's kind of hard to even grasp right away, is it? I am the true bread of life. Your ancestors ate manna in the desert. And what did they do? They died of disbelief. Because that manna came out of heaven. But they didn't recognize it and receive it. But standing here before you is the true bread. Standing here before you is the true bread. So he's standing there before you is the true bread that comes out of heaven. When you eat this bread, what'll happen? <laughs> You'll never die. But standing here, so he's standing there before you is the true bread that comes out of heaven. He came out of heaven. When you eat this bread, you'll never die. I alone am this living bread that has come to you from heaven. Eat this bread and you will live forever, spirit, soul, and body. The living bread I give you is what? My body 
which are offered. And again, he had not gone to the cross. He had not been crucified. He had not died. He had not been buried. He had not been resurrected. He had not ascended into heaven. The living bread I give you is my body, which will offer as a sacrifice so that all, all may live. So let's look at these words of Jesus sparked, now think about this, sparked an angry outburst among the Jews. They protested saying, does this man expect us to eat his body? Jesus replied to them, listen, listen again. This is the same thing. Listen to this eternal truth. Unless you eat the body of the son of man and drink his blood, you will not have eternal life. He is the bread of life. His blood is eternal life. We drink the blood. We've had a transfusion of his blood, and his body is our body. It's the same body. Eternal life comes to the one who eats my body and drinks my blood, and I will raise him up on the last day. So understand, he's standing there, and he has not been crucified. He has not died as the living sacrifice. He has not been raised, he's not been resurrected. So when is the last day? When was the culmination of time? When was the redemption complete? On the last day. Wow. For my body is real food for your spirit and my blood is real drink. The one who eats my body and drinks my blood lives in me, and I live in him. The father of life sent me, and he is my life. In the same way, the one who feeds upon me, I will become his life. I am not like the bread your ancestors ate and later died. I am the living bread that comes from heaven. Eat this bread, and you will live for ever, that spirit, soul, and body. Isn't that powerful? Wow. <laughs> and let's just look at some of the scriptures. We went over some of these last in our last podcast, but it's really important because life is now. And we just mentioned, but standing here before you is the true bread that comes out of heaven. And when you eat this bread, you'll never die. I speak to you this eternal truth. Whoever cherishes, now this is important, whoever cherishes, loves my words and keeps them will never experience death. And the one who lives by believing in me will never die. Do you believe this? Do you believe this? And he said that to Martha. Even as all who are in Adam die, so that's that red line. So also all who are in Christ will be made alive. I speak to you this eternal truth. If you embrace my message and believe in the one who has sent me, you'll never, not in this good, never face condemnation, that red line. For in me, you already have passed from the realm of death into the realm of eternal life. That's now. This is a now gospel as, as Jesus is revealed for who he really is. So and we read this in 2 Timothy 1, verses 6 through 10. And again, again, all we're doing is reading scripture here. And I'm writing 
to encourage you to fan into a flame and rekindle the fire of the spiritual gift God imparted to you when I laid my hands upon you. This is Timothy. For God never gave you the spirit of fear. God did not give you the spirit, that red line living. But the Holy Spirit gives you mighty power, his power, love, and self-control. So never be ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor be, embar nor be embarrassed over my imprisonment, because he was in prison when he wrote this, but overcome every evil by what? The revelation of the power of God now. Now. We're dealing with a now gospel, not a future gospel. It's a gospel now that's being revealed as to who we are, the revelation of the sons of God manifesting the earth now. He gave us, look at this, he gave us resurrection life and drew us to himself by his holy calling on our lives. And it wasn't because of any good we've done, but by his divine pleasure and marvelous grace that confirmed our union, our union with the anointed Jesus, even before time began. So let's look, let's look, let's make sure that we get that in there. Even before time began. <laughs> but his divine pleasure and marvelous grace that confirmed our union, even before we were born, confirmed our union with the anointed Jesus, even before time began. This truth is now being unveiled by the revelation of the anointed Jesus, our life giver, who has dismantled death, obliterating all the effects of our lives and has manifested his immortal life in us by the gospel. So, in conclusion, the fullness of time, when did it happen? 2,000 years ago, through the complete finished work of the Messiah, the Redeemer, Jesus Christ. You have full and complete redemption now. Isn't that powerful? This is the word of God. It's complete. It's a now gospel. It's revealing who Jesus is. And as we know who Jesus is, who Christ is, we will also understand and reveal who we are in wow. his glory now. So powerful, Glenn. You know, I mean, I think that is like a, a recurring theme as, as we work our way through the messages, you know, uh, we've talked about things like face to face with the Lord. We've talked about things like death has been dismantled. We've talked about victory now. And all these build on that theme of kingdom living, because as you read and, and understand and appropriate this for yourself, you get the message that we are eternal beings. And like you often say, heaven is open now. The question is, you know, always comes back to, uh, as Jesus asked Martha, do you believe, do you have the faith to, uh, to receive that? Yeah. The word of God is so powerful. And we just, you know, we, we have a little bit of this future. I thought that scripture I read about the futuristic. Yeah. No, it's not, it's a now. I thought that was, and again, that was a different translation that just pulled that out. And I go, wow. Cause so much, of, of the lies, the fraud mm -hmm. uh, that's been coming on us is, is we're thinking in the sweet by and by, and we sing some songs that's like that. But, but he redeemed us 2,000 years ago, and that was complete. Right. It was complete on the cross. 
uh, he finished his works right there. And that really is one of the things I guess that people have to kind of grasp and, 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 you know, read this for themselves. I always encourage people, and I know you do too, Glenn, to, to pick up the Bible, start to work through it yourself so that number one, you understand it inside out. And number two, that nobody, you're, you're not interpreting it or interpreting it through the words of somebody else, because it's really designed for the Holy Spirit to bring that revelation of knowledge to you. And as you grow in that, and that's why we say, you know, uh, 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 I guess a mission statement almost is helping you to reach your purpose is to, to have you put away the fraud of the enemy in that red line and understand your position eternally on the green line, which is where God had, had uh, set, it, set it up from the foundation of time for you to, to be. Yeah, and, and Carrie, as I was preparing for, for this teaching, I thought for some people, they really need to probably listen to this one, two, three, four, five, six, seven mm -hmm. times. Look up these scriptures, ask the questions, allow the Holy Spirit to just uh, look at it and, and yes. allow his truth. He, he's, he's speaking these eternal truths to us now through his word. Right. He's revealing who Jesus is and who we are. And so it's really important that we understand our identity in Christ. So powerful. Absolutely. And, you know, as you were talking about, we so often um, we make available both both the thing that you referenced, one with Christ with glory. Uh, you'll see there's a link there, literally. And these are PDFs and um, you can go there, access that absolutely free of charge. You don't have to put any information in. They're just right there for you to access. I suggest you download and maybe print it out and put it in a place of prominence. So maybe it's by your nightstand. Maybe it's you put it together with your Bible. Maybe you stick it on a on a, a refrigerator or you put it on a cubicle at work or wherever you do so that you're reminded of, of, these, of these truths. Glenn, you talk about in the back of the fraud book, there's a whole series of I am's and it's, it's really affirmations that are biblically correct affirmations or biblically, I guess, supported affirmations, not just something that somebody pulled out of thin air, but it's just reading the Bible. And even as you always close the broadcast out with the Believer's Declaration of Legal Rights, we always like to make that available too, so that you can download it, print it out. And in those, mom in those moments where you may feel attacked or a little bit confused or anything, you can pull that out and you can remember what your rights are so that nobody can misappropriate your rights. And uh, I, I just think it's so important, Glenn. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's, let's do that. Let's just read these yeah. legal rights out loud. These are our believers. We, have, we are citizens in the kingdom of God, and we have legal rights as citizens. I am a special race as a child of God, as a citizen in the kingdom of God, in the body of Christ, in a kingdom of priests. I belong to the family of God. I can enter into God's presence boldly. Now I have been, I have been recreated into God's image and likeness of love. I manifest and experience heaven on earth now with righteousness, peace, and joy. I am restored, redeemed, and recreated back with God, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit living in me now. I have the word of God dwelling in me. I have the crown of righteousness on my head and wear the garment of praise, which is the robe of righteousness. I have the legal rights and privileges to use the name of Jesus. I have 
legal authority as a believer over the principalities, powers, and rulers of the kingdom of darkness. I have through the Holy Spirit living in me, the look at that, we talked about that today, the resurrection power to cast out demons, to lay hands on the sick, and they are healed. Wow. Wow. <laughs> so it's so powerful, Glenn. And again, you know, if somebody is new to this and the audience uh, from all the statistics and the analytics that we see uh, keeps expanding and growing. And so what we're seeing is over any uh, given 90 day period, uh, the better part of a million people are accessing this information in terms of the reach. And uh, Glenn, that's why this is so important. Uh, we some of it, if you're if you're studying along, some of it is just uh, re-cementing that foundation that, that you may have seen before. But for so many people, this is the first time that they're getting a chance to uh, to think about things in this term. And 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 Glenn, as we talk about, we encourage you to pick up the Bible, check this out for yourself. Um, we're not making making this up. We were literally just reading God's word, Glenn. <laughs> amen, amen. Hey, I, I'm a business guy that got transformed in, in the workplace marketplace and got discipled. And when that happened uh, back in 1983, it really transformed my life. And I became yeah. hungry and hungry and hungry because I see the workplace is really a great place because we get to see people, you know, uh, eight, 10 hours a day many times. And uh, we have all the problems, all the issues. And then through that, a great place to live out our lives. Uh, yeah. Just so thankful. So important. And again, if you're if you're new to this, you can find all these tools at the repleminute.com. You can access back uh, editions of all of the uh, uh, previous uh, episodes of the Kingdom Living uh, podcast. Uh, you can uh, find the REPL Minute, which is Glenn's daily Monday through Friday biblical inspiration piece. You can uh, pick up your own copy of Fraud, the book that Glenn wrote, What God Has to Say About Tactics of the Enemy. In fact, you can access the entire Fraud series right there as well. And the important thing is if this is having impact for you, by all means, like and share this with those that are in your circle. And let's, let's continue uh, to share the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so uh, with that, Glenn, we always want to close in prayer for everybody in, within the sound of, uh, of, of, of our voices and uh, uh, just keep, uh, keep firing forward on all the great things that God has for us. Oh, Father, Father God, we are just so thankful for your word. We just pray, breathe life, just breathe your life into those people that are listening and watching. Just breathe your life on them. May they celebrate life abundantly now. Your word does not return void. Just speak to them through your Holy Spirit, the divine, your divine nature, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit living in them. And whatever sickness or ailment that they may go through, whatever circumstance, bring healing, bring healing uh, to that, that, that shoulder, uh, to that hip, uh, to that anxiety. Father, just bring peace and, and remove that fear. The fear of death be gone. Get out, get out in the name of Jesus. And we bring life. We bring the life of Jesus, the yes. abundant life into us right now. And just restore every, every blood vessel and every nerve in there, and the spinal cord lines up. Uh, Father, we, Father, we just thank you. The knee pain goes. 
uh, in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you. We praise you. We praise your holy name. We thank you because it does not return void. We speak your word. We speak life over those people now. And we just thank you. We praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. In Jesus' name, amen. And thank you, viewer, for joining us on this edition of uh, Kingdom Living Podcast. Uh, as we talked about, it's all about complete redemption. So be sure you find all the good tools that are available for you at uh, therepleminute.com. And then until our next episode, uh, we'll see you soon. God bless you.